So let me ask you a question. Are you surprised by the by the election results so far? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To be honest, I'm not surprised at all with the results so far. I never believed there was going to be some massive red tsunami across the entire country. I knew some places would do well, like Florida. Florida pretty much met my expectations. And I knew in states like New York, the uphill battle for Lee Zeldin was going to be too much. And and then you have Gretchen in, in Michigan. She's back in office. And Illinois, nothing really changed. We didn't have a red tsunami. We got just a pink puddle, and that's about it. Oh, yeah, we'll have the house. And there'll be some days ahead trying to sort through some votes. I'm sure they're going to try to do the best they can. And we'll talk more about the election tomorrow. I'm not going to mess with it today. A couple of things up front. Some good news to share. I got my pathology report. And I'll be around for a while. I'll probably tell you more later this week, but my health is doing a lot better. Still some recovery from the procedure that I had last week, and I'm doing well. And the news was just such a blessing, and and I am thankful to God for, for being in the position that I am right now. And so I thank you for your prayers. We don't know what the situation will be at WRMI with this uh, with Nicole, which will hit pretty much where our Florida house is in Port St. Lucie. And so we don't know if we'll be off the air uh, for a day or two or three, or will there be extensive damage? So keep everybody at WRMI in your prayers. That is out in such an open field, and that wind could really create a problem there. So... We, I can't speak for what will happen. Like I say, I'm just thankful that I'm able to do this program and we will deal with whatever comes. Pray for me in the ministry work that I have in front of me. God has get, put so much on my plate and, and, and I'm just, I feel humbled. I feel humbled that I'm used by God to do this work, this radio program. I'm really I'm really going to double down in my efforts because what I see happened, and we'll talk about it more tomorrow and a little bit even on Friday, this country is is at a crossroad where abortion is a big deal in Pennsylvania, New York, and all these states, and, and this is what they, they want, this national. They won't allow your conservative state to have a say in this. These Moloch worshipers are demanding infanticide everywhere, on demand. And if they had their way, you'd pay for it. So we are still fighting a spiritual and battle of evil of the highest order. And they're not going to give up. And people are, our churches are worthless in many parts of the country. They're just, they've become woke, worthless, and empty. So we'll deal with that later this week. Right now, Jim Calhoun, who helps me to give me some time away from the microphone to take care of other things. Jim is here today for the Wednesday edition, and I want to thank Jim for all that you do. So welcome to the microphone, Jim Calhoun. Thanks, Bob. And once again, it's truly great to be back on Truth to Ponder. Well, I'd like to start this program by thanking everyone for your prayers for Bob Bierman and his ministry. And I would ask that you continue to keep him and his ministry in your prayers. 
We just need to support Bob Bierman in every way we possibly can. I think the best way to support Bob Bierman is through your prayers. And again, I thank you for all your prayers and all your well wishes. In my opinion, Truth to Ponder is a great show. But this isn't just a show, it's a ministry. And it's Bob Bierman's ministry. And for him to allow me some time to come speak to you is not only an honor, it's something that I take very seriously. And I've been getting some feedback from people, and I do appreciate that. And I want to address some of this feedback during this show. So that's primarily what this show is going to be, is me addressing some concerns that I've received in the mail and also by email. But Truth to Ponder is more than a show. And I feel that the listeners to Truth to Ponder are a closer-knit family than what you could possibly imagine just by the contacts that I've been getting, how similar they are. You could just kind of dovetail one to the next, and it's almost like written by the same person. And so it does take a special person to be a Truth to Ponder listener. And I really appreciate having you on board with me today. And I really appreciate you tuning into every episode of Truth to Ponder. In my opinion, the world needs programs such as this. Because Truth to Ponder is different. And I do believe in my heart that it's different by design. And I think that God raises up people in certain times to do certain things. And it's my opinion that Bob Bierman has been raised up at this time to do ministry work. Whether it be on the radio or whether it be local ministry, whether it be starting churches, Bob Bierman truly has a fire for God. And that's why I come on this program and help him out. Because while I am helping Bob Bierman, and he is a good friend and he's a wonderful man, I also feel like I'm doing my part to advance the kingdom of God. Because I truly feel that God has his hand on truth to ponder. And we live in a world where people are now afraid. People are really apprehensive about everything. And so I'm going to get into the meat of the show. And it's going to be addressing some problems that I've been getting as far as in emails and letters. People have issues. People have concerns. And so I want to address those concerns the best I can. But before I do, I have to tell you about a little theory that I have. And I've always used this theory. And it's worked well for me. And in my mind, I call it the rabbit theory. And that's if you're driving down the road and you see a rabbit hopping around along the side of the road, and you only see one, you can be assured that just because you saw one rabbit doesn't mean there's only one there. There's probably a dozen or so you didn't see. So if someone contacts me, I use the rabbit theory. So if I have one person that's thinking one way, I know there's more than that that just haven't had the time or had the inclination to contact me. And so I realize that there are more people that think like that than just the one. When I get four and five and 10 and 20 emails and letters stating almost the same thing, then all of a sudden my rabbit theory kind of blows up and there's means that there's multitudes of people that are thinking this way. And so those are the things I want to address today are the ones that seem to be a kind of a panic button that people have deep down in their soul. 
And I want to tell you right off the bat that I'm not a financial advisor. As a matter of fact, I'm probably the last person in the world you would want me to get a hold of your finances. I'm just not that good with money. And it's just because money doesn't mean that much to me. And I really understand it's better to have money than to not have money. But money is not my focus. It never has been. And so I want to get that out in the open. And also, I have no medical training at all. I'm not a doctor. I have no training at all in the things I'm going to talk about other than the fact that I've lived and I've experienced and I've seen, I've heard, and I've paid attention. I've really observed my world around me. The first concern that I want to address is the cashless society that seems to be pushed upon us. Well, I'm going to start out by saying that nobody is asking for a cashless society. It's just the people that are quote-unquote in charge. It's people that want to control everyone's money and control everyone through their money. That's the main thing. It's a control grab. And so there's a group of people that I think are tyrants that want to get rid of cash money. It's just like them phasing out gasoline engines. Who asked them to do that? Did the consumer say, we don't want gasoline engines, we don't want diesel engines? How many truck drivers do you know that are clamoring for an electric truck? And while that might all sound well and good, the batteries it would take to propel an 18-wheeler down the road that's fully loaded, just the pollution to make those batteries is more than the truck would ever put out with diesel fumes. And today's diesel burns so much cleaner. They've already addressed that problem. Now leave it alone. But yet, no, they have to phase out gasoline. They have to phase out diesel. They have to do what they have to do. But they're doing it without the consent of we the people. And right along on that list with the fuel is cash. It seems like that every day another story comes out about cyber money or cashless society. And people are really worried. And there are people like me that really don't trust the plastic. They don't trust the numbers. And anyone can lock your account if you have a digital money supply, and that's all it is. All they got to do is push a button. Or the tyrants can pass a law that you have to comply with. And if you don't comply and obey, they'll simply shut your money off. They'll steal your money. And I personally feel that the people in government right now, I don't care if they're Republicans or Democrats, I think it's a group of criminals. That's my opinion. And also the approval rating of Congress and the approval rating of the president, the approval ratings of everyone in government are in the tank. They're very low. And so most people don't trust the government anyway. Well, I'm one that super doesn't trust them. I don't trust the thing they say. I don't trust the thing they do. And they want to take everyone's money and use it against us by keeping it from us, by stealing it from us. And that alone makes them criminal in my estimation that they are willing to steal our money if, let's say, that we use too much carbon. And who's to say who uses too much carbon to do what? Al Gore has used more carbon than a thousand of me just by his private jet flights all over the world. But yet, people like him and him himself 
are telling me that I'm using too much carbon, but they're, they're important. They can use it. It's like the mayor of Chicago. She was asked about the restrictions during COVID that she was able to get by, and she said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm important. That's the attitude that these tyrants have. And so they're after our money. And so I'm going to answer some questions that I get, and I'm going to give you an opinion. Anything that I'm going to say is not financial advice. I'm just going to give you an opinion. As long as you understand that, the first concern that people have is that they're going to lose their life savings. And most of the people who contact me are retired. And also, most of them that contact me through mail are shortwave listeners. And shortwave listeners are a different breed of people. And they're wonderfully independent. And they're really in tune with things trying to brainwash them. So they understand that the mainstream media and the mainstream everything, so to speak, is stacked against them. And so I would say that the shortwave listeners are probably the most perceptive people and also the most reactive because they were willing to do what it took to get themselves away from the mainstream media. And a lot of the people that listen to shortwave are off grid. And that's right in my wheelhouse. So I get a lot of letters from shortwave people who live off grid. And we all live pretty much the same. But the thing is, the vast majority of the questions that I get are pertaining to several things. And one of them is the cashless society. And so do I think that they're going to push in a cashless society? Yes, I think they will. When? I don't know. Now, why I think they will, it's because they can. And it's been proven to me time and time again that the people who are quote-unquote in charge don't care anything about you. They don't care anything about me. They really don't. All they care about is making themselves rich, their families rich, and pushing their agendas. And they have the vast majority of people are brainwashed. The vast majority of the people. I'm not going to call them hopeless, but I am going to say they're lost, and it's going to take quite a bit to reach them. And a lot of people that contact me are mentioning that they're sick of being shunned and they're sick of they're sick of being rejected and shunned by these people and so they're giving up. And so that's going to snowball in itself because we can't totally give up on everybody. Now the last show I talked about having discernment of who we can reach and who we can't, and I'm going to stand by that. Everybody should be reached, but sometimes we're not the right people to reach certain people. And so we have to pray that other people that can reach these people come into their life. Sometimes that's what we have to do. And so what I'm doing is thinking about what I'm going to do. And so I spend time thinking about How am I going to function in a cashless society? Well, first of all, there's going to be a grace period. There has to be. There's no way that you're going to wake up one morning and all of a sudden your money's going to be worthless. These people are cruel and they're ruthless and they're not very smart in my opinion. But they're smart enough to know that people aren't going to stand for that. So you're going to have a month, two months, six months, or a year. You're going to have a time period. That's going to be transitional. And so, in my opinion, that's the time that you really need to do all your actions. 
I will never take the mark of the beast. I will never go into a cashless society. I'm not going to be part of that system. Now, where is that going to leave me? Probably somewhere between a rock and a hard place. I already know that, but I've already made up my mind. So I guess I will say here that it's probably best to plan for what you will do and start getting those plans together and just hope you never have to use them. But during the transition time, I plan on taking any money that I have, which isn't that much, and I'm going to turn it into things that people want. In other words, if there's a product that people buy every day or people crave every day, and that's something that's really popular and it's not going to change, something that's real easy to sell, something that's really desirable by the masses, and I'm going to turn the cash money into that. So I'm simply going to trade this product for things that I need. Now, you might say, but how can you pay your taxes? And how can you do all these other things? Well, that's really a good question. It's going to be hard. But I would imagine that if you have a product that people want, or better yet, you can make a product to where you never run out. If you can make a product or have a product that, that sells fast and you can make some money on, I would imagine there's ways that you can be paid in digital currency, and then you can transfer that money into paying taxes and doing other things. But on a day-to-day basis, you can barter. And so you're going to have to live in both worlds. But right now, let's be honest, you already live in both worlds. You already have digital banking, and you have all sorts of things that are done digitally. You have the places you can pay online and And also your credit card. It just digitally comes out of your bank account. And so you're already living in that world anyway. And so if they're going to change the cash out from under us, in my opinion, we can still keep the digital part that we're already using, such as credit cards and things like that, to where we pay digitally. And we can be set up to where people can pay us digitally. Then we can pay our larger bills like our taxes and so forth that way. But as far as the government knowing what you have and being able to regulate if you get any money at all, I think the only way to do that is to is to produce out from under them. What I'm trying to say is if you need a dollar, produce something or have something that's worth a dollar or try to barter or sell that item. And always have a way to have some fresh money coming in whether it's $10, $20, Just make sure that the money that you have is not put in a place where the government can lock your account. Earlier, I said they could pay you digitally and you could go ahead and pay your taxes. Well, they can pay you with this new currency, this new digital currency, but don't let it sit in an account. Whatever that's earmarked to pay, any whatever big bill, pay it. And so, And primarily, if you did that, you would rely on bartering. And again, if you have something that everyone wants, you should be able to trade that for things that you want. Now, does that mean you're going to be able to go to your local big box store and trade? No, you're going to have to find other people who are willing to trade. That's the best idea I've come up with. But I want everyone to know that's concerned about their life savings and their pensions and just money in general. There will be a grace period, and during that grace period, there will be avenues open up 
I'm pretty certain that that's going to be the case. Because if you really look at it, mankind is really inventive. And it seems like that if there's a law made, there's someone that's trying to find a way around the law. If there's a fence built, there are people that are learning how to go over, through, or under that fence. And so when the time comes, I have no doubt that there are going to be some very intelligent people that really know what they're doing, are going to find cracks and loopholes and ways to survive through this tyranny of them trying to take everyone's money. And so while I'm very concerned about it, I know that I personally can't do anything about that, but I can personally do things for me. And so I'm trying to give you a little hope that they're not just going to come in and take all of your money overnight. You're going to have a chance to pull your money out, to do something with your money before they have a chance to get their hands on it. Pray for wisdom and really plan things out. Now, when do I think this is going to happen? I have no idea. It might be next month. It might be 20 years from now. But I think it's sooner than what we think. But that's just my opinion. But if it comes down to having to have the mark of the beast or not being able to buy or sell, I guess I'm just not going to be able to buy or sell. I'm just going to barter, and it'll be quite a feat to accomplish paying some of the taxes and some of the bigger bills. But I will cross that bridge when I come to it. But under no circumstances will I ever agree to having a mark to buy or sell. And my plan on using bartering as well as digital currency might not work because maybe they'll say you have to have the mark before you can use digital currency at all. There's an old saying that says, birds of a feather stick together. And that might be a good solution if we start getting into this cashless society is to have a sub-society or a subgroup of people that are like-minded that can barter and can help each other out and get through the hard times that I think are coming. Now, just because they get rid of cash doesn't mean that that will be forever. When you think about it, coinage has been around for thousands of years, and people have accepted that as payment for everything from their house to everything you could possibly imagine. They've accepted a little piece of paper in exchange for something that's very tangible. And people are, and it seems to me that a lot of people are going to have a hard time just with with an account. And it seems to me that people are going to have a hard time not being able to handle, not not being able to physically handle the money that they have or the value they have. And when they know that it's just a number on a computer that can be locked away from them, that even makes it more tenuous. And so I really do believe that even if they get, I really do believe that when the creatures who are in power do, do, and I do believe that the evil creatures that we have in power, if they ever go to a cashless society, I have a feeling that it won't be too long before it has to revert back, at least somewhat, because there's a lot of un because there's a lot of uncharted territory and the mass confusion that's going to cause and the distrust and it's just going to be something that's going to be really untenable as far as I'm concerned. 
But in the meantime, we have to live through whatever mess they're going to create. And I think they're creating it on purpose. I really do. But getting back to the little sub, but getting back to our own little group of friends and group of people, I really think that we need to create barter groups and try to get a really good and get a good part of our society to become part of this barter culture. Now you do. It's kind of like in countries that outlaw lots of things. There's a there's a black market that springs up. So I'm kind of talking about a black market of bartering. If these people, if the people, if the evil people in power want to bypass us, and let's never forget, they're supposedly our servants. They supposedly work for us. But if they go rogue and do what they want to do, well, I think that our only alternative is to go rogue and do our own thing. Because the government that we have in the United States is supposed to be of, for, and by the people. And is it? Not really. But I think we need to get that spirit of 76 back, at least within our own communities, and take and take charge of the things that are thrown at us. To those that are really out there worrying about this, I kind of liken you to a rabbit waiting for the hawk to swoop down. Well, let's not be rabbits anymore. We don't have to be hawks either. But let's not be anybody's fool and let's not be railroaded and corralled into something that we don't want. And so, and I would imagine that everybody that listens to this broadcast can come up with a better solution than what anyone in Washington could come up with. So let's put our brains in gear and let's solve this problem. If they throw the cashless society at us, well, let's just, let's just unplug and do our own society. I know, what, I know that sounds easy to do. I know that sounds easy just coming from my mouth. Be harder to do in practice. But let's start, but let's get with it. Start talking to your friends and neighbors. Get a barter group going. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know that they're evil enough and wicked enough that they could possibly do that. And if that happens, I just have to cross that bridge when I get to it. I say this quite often because I really mean it. We need to put on the full armor of God. We need to wear it daily. We need to be in prayer daily. We need to be obedient to what God is telling us in our hearts. And we also understand we have to trust God. I know that trust in the media, in government, in other institutions is at an all-time low. And so people instinctively know they can't trust the people that are quote-unquote in power. And so put your trust in God. And know that there are instances in the Bible that seemed hopeless where God came in and took care of his children. And never, ever forget that God is in the business of miracles. And on the other side of the break, I'll come back and I will address some other concerns. Thank you so much, Jim, for being here today to do most of this program. It means a lot to me. Before we go to the break, let me just take a quick moment here, just a couple of fast updates. Number one, if you're just tuning in uh, on radio, I got my pathology report back and the news is good. So things are a lot better than I expected and I'm thankful to God. I'll tell you more about it. I've got a few telehealth appointments and I'll get you up to date, but I'm going to be around for a while. 
And so I'm very thankful for that, and I thank you for your prayers. Right now, uh, Hurricane Tropical Storm Nicole is heading toward Florida. In fact, uh, we have a home right in its path, but I'm not worrying about it because the home is is built to a very high standard. It's a small home, but it's, it's designed for, for a hurricane. I'm more concerned, really, about what will happen at WRMI. Uh, it appears to be right in the pathway of this storm, and they had just been getting ahead of the game with all the repairs made because of Ian that came nearby. I don't know what kind of damage may happen to WRMI, This program uh, may or may not even be on shortwave today. It may not be on Thursday, Friday, or even next week. We don't know. We're just going to monitor the situation. But keep them in, in your prayers. I know they work so hard to try to get things back online. And here we are again. And the site has got some age on it. You know, there's not a whole lot of money in the shortwave business. So you can't uh, constantly be putting up all new everything. And so there's some very strong vulnerabilities there. And I just want you to know, uh, if, if the station is not there, you'll understand why. There are a lot of ministry things that I'm working on, too. And, and I know the podcast, many of you, if you can't find us on radio, listen as a podcast. And, and I want to thank you for listening and supporting this work. Now, tomorrow and Friday, whether we're on shortwave or not, we'll be here at least as a podcast. And, and we will share with you some of the wonderful things that God is doing. If you believe in this work, in this ministry, would you consider your financial support so we can keep on keeping on? Any gift you can send is helpful. And if you make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, mailing address is Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. That's 24319. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. How to get kadashed <laughs> coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn. Your Jewish connection Bring you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Well, you know, there's good news. You know, the word for holding the Bible is Kodesh. But the good news is, aside from that, there's another word which is Kadash. It sounds like Kodesh holy. Try it, Kadash. Real significant because it's not a noun like holy it's or an adjective. It's a verb. You see, it's holy as a verb. Now, we don't think of holy as a verb. Holy, something that happens to you or that can that you do. Well, it's but it's true. It's kadash means you can become holy. You God would kadash something. You know, we we might translate it as sanctify or something, but it's even deeper than that. God would kadash it. It would become holy. That means it's not just a matter who you are or who's holy or who's not. It's an active, dynamic thing. Kadash means you, no matter what you've been living like, no matter what you did today, no matter what you've been doing for all your walk, you can be unholy, but you can become holy. You can be holied, kadashed. You become holied out. It's a miracle. It, you know, it, it's something's ha- happening. That's the power of God. You know, Aaron went into the ministry in order to go, to become a priest of God. He had to be kadashed. It says he had to be anointed kadashed, but it was God who did it. You see. 
you're not worthy. None of us are to minister, but God makes us worthy. He will kadash you. So stop living as if it's just a matter of who you are or what you've been. It doesn't matter because holy is not just a noun. It's an active thing that happens to you. Come to the Lord and let him kadash you. Get kadashed. For holy is what the unholy become. Now, you want that on on CD? Ask for kadosh, which means holy. Now, what if you got offered a gift of a million dollars? Well, something better. Something for a strong and victorious life. Uh, it's better than that. Free subscription to Sapphires, Vitamins for Your Spirit, and the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. Awesome. You'll love it. And it's all free. Your gift. How do you get it? Just remember Jesus, real Hebrew name, Yeshua. You dial it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's it. You will be blessed. But call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. The harvest is great. The laborers are few. I invite you to join me in the harvest. You don't need to plow. Just an open heart and a pen. And you can reach the unreached peoples of the world. It's amazing. Shortwave Radio. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. Blanket the earth with salvation. 1-800-YESHUA-1. Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy at Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. That's Box 1111. That's Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Get kadashed, my friend, in Messiah. HaKadosh, the Holy One of Israel. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. I'm Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And I'm addressing some concerns that I get from letters and emails that people really have in these troubled times. And now I'm going to address the big one, the one that seems to be really prevalent in almost every letter and email. When we're talking about health, almost everyone has lost faith in the medical profession. I have dozens of letters, and all of them say they're not going back to their doctor. And that's really typical. As far as the response I'm getting, people writing in and telling me that they're not going to go back to a doctor for any reason. And one of the reasons is keeping people from wanting to go to the doctor is that there are certain places, I've heard mostly in Canada, but I've also heard it here in the United States, that you go in for a flu shot and they say, oh, excuse me, we gave you the COVID shot by mistake. Or worse yet, When you go in for surgery and they put you under and you're incapacitated, they go ahead and vaccinate you against your will. And so when you have a profession that's that openly evil and not following any of their vows as far as as far as a Hippocratic oath, when we have medical tyranny that no longer gives patients any rights, then I can really understand not wanting to go to a doctor. Now, I'm going to disclose that I have things I need to be going to a doctor for. But I haven't been to a doctor for about a year and a half. And I'm not going back. I'm one of of you. I can't in good conscience go in, even for a tetanus shot, because something deep down tells me that even the most mundane shots are possibly going to contain something that I don't want in my body. And even if I like my doctor and trust my doctor, do I trust the pharmaceutical company not to taint their supplies with 
something that shouldn't be in the vaccine or in the in the medication. But to those who are afraid to go back to a doctor because of the tyranny, you're not alone. The vast majority of all the contacts I get are not going back to a doctor. And so using my rabbit theory, that means the medical profession as a whole, they're losing millions of dollars because they must be losing hundreds of thousands, if not millions of customers. And also the blood supply is definitely tainted with HIV and hepatitis, and now it's tainted with spike proteins. And a little side note here about spike proteins, I was going to say this in the first of the show and I forgot, is that be careful of buying any meat products from Australia. Now, I'm not territorial. I do raise beef, but I'm not territorial. I know that all people that are farmers and ranchers worldwide, whether they're in Norway or they're in Australia or Canada or wherever they're at, we're all pretty much kindred type people. We are, we're all cut out of the same cloth. We're just people that love agriculture that are trying to make a living that way. So this is not aimed at the producers in Australia, but the government in Australia is forcing ranchers to inoculate their cattle with these experimental drugs that cause spike proteins. And it stands to reason that any meat products coming from Australia, and possibly New Zealand, but I know Australia for sure, possibly the meat comes from one of these animals that have had this inoculation of this experimental death jab. And according to what I can find out, 18% of the livestock that, are, that get this shot are dying on the spot. So 18% of the animals die within minutes of getting this injection. And I know a lot of canned products, as far as like corned beef and things like that, are the product of Australia. And so just be really careful of what you buy and make sure you find out where it's sourced. And to the people in Australia who listen to this program, I stand in solidarity with you because I know that the reason you listen to programs such as this is because you're not the tyrants. And I really feel for you living in such a society of tyrants. But America used to be the last best hope, the land of the free. And we're pretty much the last best hopeless right now. And unless we get a handle on things real soon, we're going to be in the same boat that you're in right now. So I do understand, and I'm very much pro-Australia, but I'm very much against the government of Australia, just like I'm against the government here in this country when they act like tyrants. But getting back to the doctor visits, this is something that has to be very personal with everyone, and you have to be at peace with your decision. Now, personally, I think that there are great homeopathic doctors out there. I think there are great dietitians. And I think that there is a school of thought that's very ancient that all food that you put in your body is basically is a medicine. And so if you put in good food that's wholesome, that has the vitamins and minerals that you need, and also I would say you have to supplement because lots of the soils are depleted, that the best thing to do is to keep your health as long as you can keep your health and not rely on going to a doctor to try to restore your health. Because over the last century, let's face it, the medical profession have become just nothing but pill pushers. Every ailment that they can possibly think of, they have a prescription for. 
and they really don't try to cure anything. They try to manage it. And so as long as your medical doctor is just managing your symptoms and managing your problems, maybe you can go to your wall and hang a little sign that says under new management and go stand by that and take a picture and manage your health from a holistic point of view. Now that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do my best to eat right, take my supplements. But I do want to make it very clear, I'm not going to quit the medical profession as a whole. I'm just going to change my focus from the more modern medicine with the pharmaceuticals that are oil-based chemicals to a natural-based herbalist type of an approach. And so, yes, I do recommend you do have a doctor, and I do recommend that you always have a healthcare professional in your team. You need to have that place to go. And I do have to say here that there are some things that an herbalist can't do, such as perform an operation or take care of you know certain procedures that you might have to have done. I'm trying to get away from the pharmaceuticals more than the doctors because I don't trust what they're putting in the pharmaceuticals. And any corporation like Pfizer, which is one of the biggest in the world, if they can do what they're doing with these quote-unquote vaccines and willingly know it's harming people, I don't want them anywhere near me. But if you have to have surgeries and things and you have to visit a medical doctor, I do highly recommend that you have a very good line of communication with that healthcare provider and let that healthcare provider know your concerns and make it very clear that there is a trust issue and that that person is going to have to work maybe overtime to gain your trust. But I would not recommend putting off any surgeries or doing anything that needs to be done. And that's not the point that anyone was trying to make as they were contacting me with letters. They were just telling me they don't trust the medical profession as far as what they're going to be prescribed. And you might go to your general practitioner and have the same conversation with your medical practitioner and tell them that you do want to keep a relationship, but you're just not going to go with the big pharma. And also, you could visit with your regular general practitioner and set some guidelines and put that doctor on notice as to what your feelings are and why you feel that way and try to get some common ground with that doctor. But at the same time, I would add a medical professional that would be a licensed, practicing, holistic doctor, one that uses natural healing methods. And I would let my general practitioner know that that's what you were doing, that you would come to your GP for things that you could not get from your holistic doctor. And if your general practitioner has a problem with that, if that bruises their ego, well, maybe it's time to get a new GP anyway. I guess no matter how you slice it, it's a very ticklish subject. There are things that we, as we get older, we need to have done, we need to have checked, and it's going to be real tough for lots of people, including myself. But I do think if we step back and take a deep breath and do our research and plan well, I think that we can take control of our medical health. I think that we can get away from the pharmaceuticals at least as much as possible. But we're living in a world where trust is broken everywhere you look. People don't trust anything right now. And not trusting the medical profession is just one of many things that a lot of people have lost faith in. And I have to add right here, 
That's why I think we need to grow our faith in God, not in man. Now I'm going to get back on the subject on the doctors and some things that I have to do. And yes, a doctor has prescribed prescriptions for me that I'm supposed to take the rest of my life. But I'm going to find an alternative way of treating what conditions I have. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to go to a doctor. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to treat my ailments with a professional because I am. I'm just not going to go back to the pill pushers. I'm not going to go back to the ones that everything is just a prescription. I'm not going to go back to the ones that still will give you a COVID shot. I'm not going to go to anyone that's going to give you a COVID test. I'm just going to go to herbalists and natural practitioners who are licensed and who are doctors. They're harder to find. And also, you'll hear all sorts of things that these people are quacks. But understand that the medical profession has a monopoly holding you and your money hostage to your health. And right now, medical bankruptcies are just through the roof, and they have been for years. And so is the modern medical profession there as humanitarians to try to ease people's pain? Somewhat it is. Not all of it is evil. But there's enough evil, and I would have to say the majority of it likely is, are people that are just there for the money. And you look at the way some of these elderly COVID patients were forced to die alone because they were supposedly contagious with COVID when the vast majority of them, especially in Italy, died of pneumonia bacterial pneumonia at that, but they weren't treating anything for a bacterial infection because it didn't fit the narrative. And so we have to understand that we're dealing with people that are willing to sell their souls for a dollar, basically, and suspend patients' rights and suspend what I consider just basic humanity. To watch someone dying and suffering because they can't see their loved ones and say goodbye and to allow that to happen just because some bureaucrat somewhere said that that's how it should happen, is beyond ugly. And so to those who are afraid of going to the doctor, I get it. I'm one of you. But just know that there are alternatives. You don't have to just stop going to the doctor. Just stop going to the wrong doctors and start going to doctors that at least you trust in your heart. The ones that you know that are not part of the big pharma. The ones that use natural herbs and natural healing. Another thing that's concerning quite a few of the people, not as many as the first two, but still I'm getting enough people that are commenting on this that I think I need to address it. And that's the fact that they could be spraying different viruses or different chemicals in the air through the chemtrails that actually come down and either inoculate us or give us a disease or make us ill in some way. And I think there's truth into that. And I think that the people that feel that that's happening are on the right side of history. And I think that that is happening. And I think the only way we're going to get around this, other than making them stop, is by detoxing your body and cleansing your body as much as possible. Now, understand that the common household has all sorts of manufactured goods that are putting out all sorts of harmful chemicals from different plastics and fabrics and so forth. There are things in your own home you're breathing right now that are not good for you. And the easiest way to make your home safer is to simply keep a couple windows open, at least a crack, 
and get some airflow going through your house. Now, of course, in the wintertime, that makes it not so good. But as far as breathing in the toxins from the air outside from the chemtrails, there are ways you can detox your body. There are certain natural things that you can eat, natural things you can drink that will take heavy metals out of your body, that will take pesticides and things like that, and let them pass through your body or be cleansed by your body. And so if you truly feel like you're being affected by your environment, whether it be in your house or by chemtrails, I recommend a website you should go to. It's globalskywatch.com, globalskywatch.com. And the founder of that site is Russ Tanner, and he suffered massively from health problems. He's had to move several times to try to get away from the heavy traffic areas where the airliners are spraying. And he's run out of places to move because they're spraying everywhere now. And if you research that site, you'll find a lot of the answers you're looking for. Another issue that people are worried about is the collapse of society. And yes, it is collapsing, but if you really open your eyes and really take a look at it, society has collapsed. And it's still collapsing as I speak. There's no way that a society can sustain a two-tiered or even a three-tiered justice system to where one person or one group of people could do something like, let's just look at the BLM riots and all of the things that the Antifa and all those rioters did. We had judges, we had prosecutors, we had politicians that looked the other way and even paid their bail or removed bail totally and just totally let them go. Just look at the Clintons and look at the Obamas and look at what the big guy, illegitimate Joe Blow president that we have, what he did and what his family continues to do. But yet, that's okay. People see that. And then you have some cities that are allowing shoplifters up to $1,000 worth of product before they will be prosecuted. What are these people thinking? Well, in my opinion, they're trying to bring society down. There's no way that any sane, rational person, now, maybe the politicians that we have are neither sane or rational, but there's no way a sane or rational person would come up with policies like that. And then you look at all of the homeless problem we have and the drug problem, and everywhere you look, society is just crumbling everywhere. And I do believe it's being crumbled. I don't think it's crumbling so much as it's being knocked down with a wrecking ball. And I have to look at the people in charge all over the world that are doing things to their people that very much show me that they don't care anything about their citizens. I'm going to talk about Germany for a second. The people of Germany want their jobs back, and they want to have the natural gas back, and they want to have their electricity prices down again. The people of Germany are just common people like you and me, and they just want to have a good life. But yet that government is being told by Washington that they better not buy anything from Russia. They better do sanctions. And the sanctions aren't hurting Russia at all. Russia doesn't care who buys their product. So Germany doesn't want to buy it. Big deal for Russia. They'll sell it to China. It just doesn't make any sense, this big boycott, because everyone knows 
that it's not hurting Russia one bit. But what it is doing is it's destroying their own country. And to me, that's by design. And then you look at illegitimate Joe saying no more coal, that we're going to abandon the coal industry. And they shut down all those pipelines and done everything they could to give us our fuel crisis, which in turn will lead to more social decay and public unrest. I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to see that our society is being sabotaged. The little girls are told that you're probably a little boy. And little boys are told you're probably a little girl. And all of this transgender thing that they're pushing. And that's really helping to decay our society. But as long as we have people in high places actually promoting the decay of society, I really think the only thing that we can do is to come together, the ones that are sane and the ones that are rational, We need to make a society unto ourselves. I'm not saying to totally segregate, but you can have a close circle of friends that have like-minded values. You can go to businesses that you know are safe. I guess in a nutshell, I'm saying to shelter yourself. But we have to, because the gatekeepers of society have opened the gate and they've walked away from their job. And so we, the people, are faced with crime on the streets. We're faced with drug addicts, and we're faced with people that have mental issues that are walking the streets and are among us. And so we're the ones that have to bear the brunt for these horrible decisions that are made in all of the capitals of the world right now. And I really don't think that society will heal itself, but I do think that groups within the society getting together, like-minded people that share a common set of values, if they get together and that group grows, well, then all of a sudden, you have a group that's large enough to actually be effective. And so I think our society has already crumbled into tribalism for the most part. Now, the older people, it hasn't. With older people, it's pretty much the system is in place for people that are probably 45 years and older. But 45 years and younger is a different, whole different mindset. They seem to be more tribal. Even though there's always been elements of tribalism in every culture since the dawn of history, I'm not saying that's a new thing. Right now, I'm saying it's prevalent among a large part of our society. And the only thing that I can say to you people that are concerned about that, just be true to your God and be true to yourself. Be who you are and be a shining light, an example for people. Make sure you walk in truth. And be example to those who see you and watch you as you go about your daily activities. Represent yourself and represent your values very well. And soon you may be surrounded by people with like-minded values and so forth to where you don't have to be part of the collapse of society. There's an awful lot of people that seem to relish the fact that they live on the street or they like to run wild, or what have you. There are people that that's their lifestyle, and that's how they want to live it. That doesn't mean you have to join in. Just be yourself, and be the best self you can be, and likely, you'll be just fine. Last thing I want to touch on is another concern, is people are really concerned about the fuel shortages, and they're really concerned about the economy in general, and food prices in particular. And I don't have a lot of time to spend on this, so I'm just going to put it in a nutshell. 
get prepared. Try to keep enough food stored away for a year. And if you have to, buy beans and rice and simple things like that. Store them in airtight containers. And anything that you think that you're going to anticipate needing over the next six months to a year, if you can afford it, go ahead and buy it. Get it in your possession. Because the old saying that a bird in a hand is worth two in the bush, I think is relevant here. I don't think you should go out and hoard. I don't think you should panic buy. I don't think you should do anything in the spirit of fear. Do it in the spirit of planning, and everything is going to be okay. As long as you take care of yourself spiritually and emotionally and physically the best you can, then by and large, you're not going to be as affected as the people that don't. So just take matters into your own hands, and don't worry. Don't live in a spirit of fear. Just live in a spirit of planning, and plan well, and then work your plan. Well, I hope I've addressed some of the things that the people were concerned about today. I've, it just astonishes me the concern that's out there in all the contacts that I get. But I will say that my heart does leap with joy getting cards and letters and emails from people who are wide awake. There are more people out here wide awake than you can possibly imagine. All we have to do is stay in prayer, live right, And when we can, we need to come together, whether it be on a radio show or in person. All good people have to stick together. And there's lots of good people out there. And there's lots of people who are awake. And those are the type of people that listen to this program. And they're also the type of people who are going to survive in a crisis a lot better than the general population. So fear not, everybody. Just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep planning your plans and dreaming your dreams. Don't let anything or anybody stop you. Well, I hope someone got something from this show today. And if you would like to support Truth to Ponder, that would be great. Because your financial donation goes to buying airtime and keeping this program on the air. And you can donate electronically by going to the website, which is truth2ponder.com. Going to the support tab... And once you click that support tab, that page will guide you through how to do an electronic donation to this program. For those that want to pay by check or money order, you would write the check out to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. And you would mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chill Howie. C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E Chilhowie, Virginia The zip code is 24319 I do appreciate you listening today and I appreciate Bob Bierman allowing me to speak to his great audience and so until next time everyone stay strong stay vigilant stay hopeful but most important of all replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.